And we're live. <laughs> well, not live, but we're back. And we're back. Welcome back to the Moon and Sun Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Shay. And today, okay, I will be talking about sun magic and Nick will be talking about cyclamen. Woo! <laughs> okay, so... For those of you who have listened to our podcast, you will know that in episode 11, Nick talked about the sun and herbs of the sun. Mine Ooh, is you more. Even, you even went back to see what I episode did, I talked Because I about wanted it. to make sure <laughs> that some of the things that I had, you didn't already tell them. Yeah. But I was just like, with me working day shifts now. And I me feel, working night shifts right, now. I currently feel less connected <laughs> to the moon. Uh-huh. I still love her. She will still be my number one, but I needed to like research sun things because I'm awake when the sun's awake now. <laughs> so Which probably makes Apollo happy. Yeah. So I did that. So that's where we're going. Okay. In many pagan traditions today, there is a lot of emphasis on the magic and power of the moon. However, it's important to remember that the moon isn't the only heavenly body out there. The sun itself, sometimes we often take for granted since it's out there all the time. It has been a source of myth, magic, and legend for thousands of years. Let's take a look at some of the best known folklore about the sun as well as how you can incorporate it into your magical practice. The sun is the bestower of light and life to the totality of the cosmos. With his unblinking, all-seeing eye, he is the stern grantor of justice with the almost universal connection of light with enlightenment or illumination the sun is the source of wisdom, I'm which going, I thought I'm, was super cute. I'm going to feel judged now every time I go out in the sun now. <laughs> like, you're judging me now. Don't no, judge. Don't judge me. Um, there are many types of solar cults, which was super cool, but I didn't want to get into that. There's cults? Yeah, but I didn't want to get into hmm. that too deep Um, for this. <laughs> so we'll just talk about it in very basic terms. The most famous type of solar cult is the sun dance of the Plains Indians of North America. Um, in pre-Columbian civilizations of Mexico and Peru, sun worship was a prominent feature in the Aztec religion. Extensive human sacrifice was demanded by the sun gods. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. In both Mexican and Peruvian ancient religion, the sun occupied an important space in myth and ritual. Um, the ruler in Peru was an incarnation of the sun god Inti, or so they believed. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. in Japan, Japan, that came out right, in Japan, the sun goddess Amaterasu also played an important role in ancient mythology and was considered to be the supreme ruler of the world, as was the tutelary deity of the imperial clan. And to this day, the sun symbols represent the Japanese state. So... Um, sun worship. Many ancient cultures honored the sun as, as significant, and the concept of sun worship isn't one nearly as old as mankind itself. In societies that were primary, primarily agricultural and depended on the sun for life and sustenance, it's no surprise that the sun became deified. In some folklore traditions, babies born at sunrise were considered special. They will be blessed with a long and prosperous life. In Conflict, also babies born like at the height of the moon when the moon's at its peak, mm -hmm. also were special, but for different reasons. Um, oh, so the Native American tribes celebrated the sun dance as a way to honor the sun as a manifestation of the great spirit. 
For centuries, the sun dance has been performed as a way to not only honor the sun itself, but also bring the dancers visions. Uh, visions. Right. In some Wiccan traditions, movement in the direction of the sun or docile is associated with positive or gainful magic, which is also clockwise. Mm-hmm. Likewise, the opposite direction, my favorite word, Wittershins, Wittershins. is connected to banishing and destructive magic. In the Appalachian Mountains, there is a superstition that if you sweep your home after the sun has set, you're doomed to live a life of poverty. So I work nights now, so well, <laughs> no I, sweeping when the sun's down. <laughs> I, well, I don't sweep; I vacuum. So I don't know if it works with vacuuming. <laughs> it just said sweep, so it just said sweep, so we'll say no. Uh, there are also weather legends connected to the sun if the sun shines during a rainstorm it means the rain will that means it will rain again at the same time the next day um a red sun rise means that rain is coming soon this is similar to the old adage of red sky at morning sailors take warning or if you are in the lord of the rings and the red sun rises it means blood has been spilled the night before I like that. Yeah. Blood has been spilled. Right? That's what I think. Every time the sun rises and it's red, I'm like, oh, someone died, bro. Murder. Um, It's not uncommon to find deities associated with the sun in a variety of ancient cultures. Most of these are associated with the season of Lytha, the summer solstice, which we just had June 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, I will talk more about deities later. So, um, there are... So many things, such as stone circles, megaliths, and pyramids around the globe are aligned to the sun's position during the summer and winter solstices, as well as the vernal and autumnal equinoxes. For example, some examples are like Stonehenge and the pyramids of Giza. Um, During times of the day, like the different stations of the sun during the day and how you can do them, do them, use them for magical workings. Sunrise, basically when the sun wakes up and peers over the horizon, this phase is all about new beginnings, change, health, employment, renewal, resurrection, and the life everlasting. God. Life everlasting. Oh, just kidding. Resurrection and finding the right direction. It can also be very cleansing. Uh, the morning is when, so immediately after that, this is when the sun is growing in strength. So it brings the magical power for growth, positive energy, rev- resolutions. Courage, harmony, happiness, strength, activity, building projects and plans, prosperity, and expansion of ideas. High noon, when the sun reaches its peak in the sky at midday, work magic for health, physical energy, wisdom, and knowledge. It's also a good time to pop your tools and crystals out that need charging. Note, some crystals can fade in strong sunlight, so check first before putting them out. Also, maybe just set them outside for a hot minute. Or 30 seconds, let the sun blast out everything that's in them and then bring them immediately back inside. Um, and the afternoon, the sun is heading back down and the energy is now good for work on business matters, communication, clarity, travel, exploring, and anything professional. And sunset, as the sun takes itself off down below the horizon, work magic for removing depression, stress, and, con- stress, stress and confusion, Letting go and releasing or finding out the truth of a situation. Uh, you could do this with like a bringing down the sun ritual. I didn't I didn't search one of those because I had a recipe and it was already too long. 
<laughs> <laughs> so the list so that people can well, remember. You can put that recipe like on Instagram or Yeah. Facebook. I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah. You can do that. That is really loud. I wonder what he's banging on out there. Who knows? It's a derby uh, car. It's a derby car. Um so if you want to work with the overall magic of the sun, these are some intents that can help lend that it can help lend its energy to. Success, empowerment, ambition, enlightenment, goals, generosity, spirituality, male energy, health, vitality, the gods, joy, freedom, leadership, matters of the heart, creativity, friendship, growth, personal fulfillment, self-confidence, wealth, individuality, pride, energy, and power. 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 Um, things you can do. With the sun, make some sun water. <coughs> sun <Ooh>. water. <laughs> sun water is best used for protection, healing, happiness, truth, clairvoyance, courage, strength, prosperity, luck, self-love, cleansing, confidence, leadership, justice, gardening, growth, warmth, comfort, fertility, and creativity. So, how you make it? Uh, you put water in a glass jar. You could put it in plastic, but glass is just superior, in my opinion. It is. Glass it is makes definitely. me, I feel superior. I did make, it is documented on this podcast that I made moon water with bottled water. Mm-hmm. I just took the bottles outside and threw them out there. But I feel more aesthetically. It's more aesthetically pleasing. pleasing. And yeah. When I put it in if you glass. have it in a nice little glass bottle. Yeah, I feel just, witchier. Doesn't yes. mean I'm not going to throw a whole bunch of water bottles out in the sun. Just and so everybody transfer- is clear. And then probably put them in the glass. Probably. <laughs> but, okay, you put you, you put water in, the, in a vessel of some kind. Um, leave the water. You don't have to take it outside. You can leave it on a sunny windowsill. Preferably in direct sunlight, but... Even if it's not in direct sunlight, them sunbeams are going to get to it. Just, just let it be able to see the sky through the window, basically. Mm, yeah. Um, Good times to do it. Sunrise, 9 a.m., 12 p.m., and 3 p.m. are perfect times for this. Or you can leave it from sunrise to sunset. It's kind of like with moon water. People say if you leave your moon water out in the sun, it's going to ruin it. No, if you put intention that it's going to be moon water, mm-hmm. it's going to be moon water. You put intention that it's going to be sun water and you forget it when the moon's out. It's not going to null and void it. Um, You can also add to your water herbs and flowers as well. Uh, Preferably things that simulate. No. uh, Resemble the sun. That's not. Or you can do simulate the sun's energy. That could be. Yeah. That have sun energy. Which if. Um. The episode of mine. Yeah. If you go back there, that lists all the herbs. Yeah, it lists all of them. I just have a few. For example, you could do lemon peels, orange peels, marigolds, chamomile, cinnamon, and sunflower. And charge it with stones like sunstone, orange calcite, citrine, tiger's eye, goldstone, or carnelian. Just remember not to put the stones in the water. Grid around the water with your stones. Um, you can also make sun tea with sun water for very potent solar wo- for a very potent solar spell. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to drink the sun and its energy. Truth. I drink my moon water. 
I, I can just mm. picture it now. You're drinking it, and all of a sudden, you just radiate like the sun. You just, like, start glowing? Yes. I did not drink <laughs> the one bottle that I have. Still in a, still in a plastic bottle that's mm-hmm. in the witch room. Pod loft, whatever. Right now, because that has Aries moon energy, and everything was weird during that Aries moon, and I feel like I will wake up and choose violence if I drink that water. Do it then. <laughs> Just wake up and choose violence Just then. Just wake up and choose violence. It'll have to be on a day that I don't work or something. Yeah. <laughs> w- warn your boyfriend ahead of time. Be like, I'm going to wake up like, and I'm choose violence. I'm going to wake up and choose violence. Do so. you want to choose violence with me? And he'll be like, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's choose violence. Um, sun water and spell work. You can, It can give any spell or ritual a boost of energy. You can use it when you work with your sun deities to cleanse negative energies. Cast defensive and healing spells, add to bath rituals, and use it to physically draw your sigils. Like, stick your finger in it, draw a sigil on a window. Um, so, moon water. Things you, the other thing is, you can make a sun altar specifically to the sun. You could put your moon, your moon water? No. You could put your sun water that you just made on it. Um, you could also choose to include other items associated that's the word i was looking for with the sun with the sun (laughs) like a piece of citrine a few drops of lemon essential oil or a handful of sunflower petals um place it on the altar as a sign of divine masculine pour it in your bath water to brighten your mood or use it as healing water Ooh, before the altar another thing that you can do with your um moon water nope sun water Pour it near the roots of a strong tree and make a wish. That could be fun to do with small children. Mm-hmm. That would be. Make a wish. Uh, sun magic is a perfect mode for addressing the spiritual side of sadness, anxiety, and nightmares. Because things are less scary when the sun's out. No. More scary. <laughs> no. You can see it. <laughs> Okay, you internal can see things. what's going on. Internal things like your anxiety and your nightmares are less scary in the daytime because you're not currently having nightmares when you're awake. I mean, not for I you sleep. right now. I'm working nights, I mean, so right. I sleep during yeah. the day. <laughs> yeah, not for you right now. Right now, you're sleeping during the day. I swear to God, do not jump on that table. Don't you sniff at me. You can go see Nick, but you cannot get on the table. Okay, back to the sun altar. Um, you could use an altar cloth just like you can on other things. It could be a headscarf, a tablecloth, napkin, bandana. It doesn't have to be anything you want. Or it doesn't have to be expensive. It can be literally anything you want. Um, but like using something s- that's yellow or orange, colors of the sun, would be more. Yeah. Like your My lace doily. doily. Huge ass lace doily Huge that you have over here. Doily. Cool. I know. I need to take it off this that table. You got for free? Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. Free stuff works too. Right? Free stuff works great. It's like white and kind of off yellow and then orange. orange. It would be perfect for a sun altar. Mm-hmm. Um, sun symbols, such as like shapes of the sun or like little metal sun pieces. Flowers. Or you can draw it instead. Ooh, yeah. Like watercolor? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would paint be cool. Paint it? Yeah. Flowers, fresh dried or imitation. You could do fake flowers if you wanted to. If they have fake yellow flowers on sale at your dollar store, buy them. It's fine. Or if you have access to like a ditch, find sunflowers. Yeah. 
sunflowers. Go ditch hopping, <laughs> find sunflowers and little orange weeds. You do you, boo. Just do not pick sambers because they have yellow orange <laughs> flowers on them. Don't yeah, pick them. Don't you don't pick want those. Them. It'll hurt. Um, a variety of your sun crystals can go on it. Candles. Uh, go with sunny or fiery colors. Um, flame symbols to represent fire. You can put a. You can put triskelion or phoenix images on it. So, the triskelion. I had to Google it because I hear triskelion and my brain goes to Agents of Shield, <laughs> the building that's called the triskelion. So I was like, "What the fuck is the triskelion?" Yep. It is an ancient motif consisting of the triple spiral. So like where it's one spiral and then the second spiral and the third spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, the spiral design can be based. I didn't turn my phone off sound this I, time. I did. Off interlocking Archimedean spirals. I just really like that word. Um, you can put. Hey, that's on uh, uh, Teen Wolf. The tattoo he was drawing up. Yeah. That spiral. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, it goes in the same vein as like my triquetra. They're just ancient symbols. As your what? My triquetra on my shoulder. Okay. With the three like oval things on it. Okay. Um, you can put colored ribbons, circles, and discs in yellow, brass, copper, or gold colors, oak leaves, and any fresh greenery. The sun or chariot card, tarot card. Antlers, 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 antlers and horns work well to bring in the masculine energy of the sun. Um, you can have, right. You can have a wand if you use them. I swear to God, get away from the table. Um, <laughs> flower wreaths, not just flowers, bees, not real ones, obviously, but like fake bees. Well, if you find like a dead bee, you can Ooh, probably you put, put it in a, a little, little vial and yeah. keep it up there. You, you keep know, a dead bee. But um, don't kill the bee. No. Make sure it was already dead yeah. when you find it because that would not go over very oh, good. Speaking of bees, you know, my bee friends, they had to be exterminated. Yep. They're not bumblebees. I had bee friends. Oh, I didn't they, know you had oh, bee friends. I didn't tell you about my bee friends. It's been for, I think this is like the first time we've actually talked today. That's true. My bee friends. You know, like months. There was like two of them that were just like big chilling. And I couldn't figure out why they were like hanging around because I didn't have any flowers or anything. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers were carpenter bees. They're trying to get into my wood. Yep. So they had to be exterminated. Mm-hmm. But one of them was like super friendly and it would come and it would like sit. Oh, yeah. Carpenter and, carpenter and bumblebee, bumblebees are super friendly. They yeah. won't attack unless you attack them first. Mm, except for the other one. Didn't like Travis. So he used to dive bomb him. <laughs> <laughs> Travis needed some sun energy <laughs> right, in his life. Like, it was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that bee hated him. It would just dive bomb him for no reason. Hi, you're on my vape. Thank you for moving your paw. Don't look at me like that. You can also put honey on it. Um... If you are working with solstice or oh, solstice or equinox, you can add in symbols and correspondences that tie in with the energy of the season. Um, more things that you can do with the sun. You can hold a midsummer sun ritual and celebrate the warmth, warmth and power of the sun. Um, summertime, especially around Lytha, is a great time of year to get outside and enjoy the extra hours of daylight and celebrate the season with friends and family or by yourself if you're like me and Nick. Yes. 
stirring Litha and Yule hang solar symbols around your house to celebrate the energy of the sun. Remember at Yule, the sun is returning to the earth and at Litha, it's at its highest and most powerful point in the sky. When it comes to plant magic, the sun is associated with a number of flowers and herbs, including sunflowers, daisies, dandelions, chamomile, and rosemary. Use these in your workings for a bit of extra solar mojo. Um, got a solar eclipse coming your way in the near future? Question mark. In some magical traditions, workings performed during an eclipse of the sun are extra powerful. Um, ooh, having ooh. eclipse water. Yeah, that would be so bomb. That would be. Yeah. Uh, many solar spells that you can do you can draw sig- sun sigils on your shoes so that way you have little rays of light wherever you go um, you can make sun tea I didn't put a space in that you can wear or diffuse orange rosemary and grapefruit essential oils you can make spicy mango salsa you can wear gold accessories mm, you don't have to do spicy mango salsa you could you just can make mango salsa, mango salsa. Just, just clarifying that <laughs> You can spend time outside. You can bewitch a citrus salad. You can paint your nails gold, and you can make dandelion flower essence. So, like, essential oil mm-hmm. of the dandelion. Uh, I thought I put more into it, but apparently not. Um, sun deities. So, I have a few different, um, like, cultures mm-hmm. and shit. So in Greek, you have Hyperion, Helios, Apollo, and Hemera. Celtic, you have Lu. Ma- Ma- I'm going to say it's Maka and Olwen. Incan is Inti. Inuit is Malian. Mayan is Akin, which is A-H-K-I-N. Two separate words. Um, Egyptian sun god is Ra. I want to say Ra is a goddess. In Norse, you have Sol. Hindu, you Ooh, have Sol. Sol. Hindu, you have Surya. And Persia, you have Mithra. 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 I call uh, upon you, Mithra. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Um, so, I have a lemon sun cupcake recipe, Ooh. which will be here. And then also, I will put it in the show notes and on the Instagram and on the Facebook and all that. Good stuff. Prep time is 30 minutes. Cook time is 25 minutes. It yields roughly 36 cupcakes. Nice. And the cool thing about doing this is you can also, you can like sun the fuck out of these cupcakes. You can like get special little cupcake papers that are like Mm -hmm. yellow or Or have suns on them or sunflowers and really Mm -hmm. sun it up. So. You need three cups all-purpose flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, one teaspoon of salt, two cups granulated sugar, one cup butter softened, four eggs, one teaspoon of coconut extract, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, two cups of buttermilk. Um, for the cupcakes, for the lemon curd filling, ooh, you need three-fourths cups granulated sugar, two tablespoons of cornstarch, a dash of salt, three-fourths cup of water, two slightly beaten egg yolks, two tablespoons of lemon juice, a tablespoon of butter, a teaspoon of lemon zest. And for the fluffy frosting, you need four egg whites at room temperature, a cup of granulated sugar, three-fourths cup light corn sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, and then you also need flaked coconut. 
So to make the cupcakes, you preheat the oven to 350. Um, line your muffin tin with your cupcake liners. And in a medium bowl, you mix the flour, baking powder, and salt set aside. In a different bowl, beat the sugar and the butter with a mixer and on medium speed. Add the eggs one at a time. Beat in the extracts on low speed. That's a sped. <laughs> alternatively, add... Alternately... Not alternatively. Alternately, add the third of the flour... A third of the flour mixture and a half of the buttermilk. Another third of the flour and then the remaining buttermilk. And then the remaining flour and beat until well blended. Divide batter evenly among muffin cups, filling each... About two-thirds full, because if you fill them too high, then the cupcake will overflow. And why is my arm falling asleep? Like my hand. My hand is falling asleep, probably from holding the microphone. Probably. Um, where are we? Okay, bake for 15 to 18 minutes or until the cupcake inserted comes out clean. Cool for five minutes. To make the lemon curd, you combine the sugar, cornstarch, and salt in a medium saucepan. Add the water, egg yolks, and lemon juice, and stir to combine. Cook over medium heat, stirring often until it thickens. Remove from the heat and stir in the butter and the lemon zest. Transfer to a bowl and cover. Refrigerate until completely cooled. To make your fluffy frosting, beat the egg whites until they form stiff peaks. Meanwhile, heat the sugar and corn syrup over medium heat until it comes to a full boil, then remove. Once the egg whites are stiff, slowly pour in the hot sugar mixture. Do not scrape the sides of the bowl or you will have sugar crystals in the frosting. Beat the frosting until it forms a shiny, fluffy marshmallow frosting, five to seven minutes roughly, and then you can put in the vanilla extract. <sighs> you make me want cupcakes now. All right. To assemble the cupcakes, use a sharp knife to cut a cone out of the center of each cupcake, and then you fill it with your lemon curd. Replace the cutout piece of the cupcake. Repeat with all of the cupcakes. Pipe the frosting onto the cupcakes, and then sprinkle it with the coconut. With coconut? With the coconut flakes. Yep. No. Yeah. Ew. Okay, well, you don't have to put coconut on yours. Okay, resources. I got information from learnreligions.com, pathos.com, moodymoon.com, tasteandtellblog.com, historycooperative.org, and britannica.com. Nice. Yeah. After we record this, we need to get snacks. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, we're going to have to go get snacks. For sure. (laughs) And then I can feed Derby. I don't think it'll hurt to feed him at like five. Who's Derby? Derby is the dog that I have to feed. It's oh, okay. technically used to be Travis's. He used to be Travis's, which is why his name is Derby. Okay. But he lives. He's staying in Cassie's now. Okay. Yeah. So, Cyclamen. Cyclamen is a low-growing perennial native to the Mediterranean region and northeast Africa where they grow as an understory plant in dry forested areas. Understory means the vegetative layer between the forest canopy and the ground cover. Okay. The leaves the leaves are green, heart-shaped and variegated and generally appear in late winter, dying back in the hottest part of the summer. Flowers appear in autumn on four to six inch stalks above the leaves. The flowers are fairy like yeah, the flowers are fairy like considering consisting of five united petals in white, pink, red, or purple, with pink being the most common. Ooh. I have a red one. Do you? <laughs> yes. Nice. 
They are followed by a five-chambered fruit containing sticky seeds that are very attractive to ants as they are designed to be dispersed by them. Ooh. The root is in is a black tuber some Yeah, the root is a black tuber some what like a turnip. Oh, okay. The USDA hardiness is zone 5. Oh. Most cyclamens cannot tolerate any frost, although there are some hardy species available in nurseries. In the north, they are best grown in pots so you so they can be brought indoors and protected from heat and frost. Allowing the plant to become too warm will cause it to go dormant. So if you if you think it's dead, bring it into a cooler situation first and then it might snap out of the dormancy yeah like if it was outside here bring it inside in the air conditioning yeah because that's i have mine indoors in the inside oh yeah and it's blooming (laughs) it's blooming like crazy all the time nice don't throw it away but be patient and it'll return when the temperatures cool down a bit 65 degrees is the best ideal temperature for them Oh, so it would love my house. Yes, they they love <laughs> cool houses. Or if it's not 65 degrees, just having it in a place where air movement is, mm-hmm. like by a fan, mm-hmm. it'll be perfect there too. Because hmm. ours is, mine is above the uh, AC, the intake mm-hmm. vent yeah. for it. So it gets circulated Ooh, air nice. to keep it cooler. Yeah. Cyclamen was prescribed by, I forgot to look up that word. What word? It's a name. I forgot uh, the pronunciation of the name. Oh. Dioscorides? Scorides? Dioscorides? Sure. Cyclamen was prescribed by Dioscorides for just about everything from snake bite and other poisons to to cataract oh let me start over again okay cyclamen was prescribed by dioscorides for just about everything from snake bites and other poisons to cataracts to boils it was said that a woman who walked over cyclamen while pregnant would about would abort and those who ate that's an alarm um this is my alarm to get up (laughs) that was like weird who's calling you it was said that a woman who walked over cyclamen while pregnant would abort and those who ate cakes made of it would fall violently in love uh, violently in love. Yes, violently in love. I thought you were going with violently ill. No, in love. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> a health, an unhealthy love situation. Yeah. yeah. Added to wine, it ensured the drinker would be thor- thoroughly drunk. <laughs> <laughs> One legend speaks of King Solomon who immediately after the construction of the temple 
desired to receive his crown, many masters offer, offered the ruler a variety of crowns, but he did not like any of them. Saddened, Solomon went for a walk in the hills where he saw a colorful flower carpet. Flowers offered themselves to the ruler as a crown, but he refused these smug plants. Returning from a walk, Solomon noticed among the hills and rocks a small pink cyclamen. The king liked the flower, and he decided to make a crown from it. According to Solomon, wisdom should be combined with modesty. He believed that it was qualities that cyclamen displays. Nice. Cyclamen is sacred to Hecate. It is a phenomenon in nature and associated with the element of water and the plants Mars. It is both passive and active. Cyclamen may be incorporated into any spell designed to increase joy and happiness in a situation, to increase affection in a relationship, and your good old-fashioned love spell. Likewise, it can be used to, to the opposite effect, to gently send away an unwanted person. Cyclamen heterofolium is a species most associated with love spells. Small cakes made of the roasted tuber are said to cause the one who eats them to fall violently in love with the one who bakes them or become violently ill. So it's your intention. It's oh. either if you bake them for someone, it could be... I. As you're baking it, you're going to fall in love with me. Or it'd be like, no, you're going to die now. <laughs> no, you're going to die So you now. never know which one you're going to get. Oh, that's why I don't eat things that most people make for me. <laughs> <laughs> it may also be an appropriate decoration for hard hand fasting. Oh. Hand fasting, an ancient Celtic ritual in which the hands are tied together to symbolize the binding of two lives. Yeah, but it's a pagan wedding. Yes. I, I had to look it up because I'm like, hand fasting? What? Mm -hmm. So I looked it up so everyone else knows what hand fasting is too. For example, if I ever marry Smushmallow out there, we will do a hand fasting in the middle of the wedding. People can suck it. Mm -hmm. I would love to do that. Right. It would be fabulous. It is certainly a suitable houseplant for ad for adorning the bedroom as it increases libido and fertility. Oh. It will also keep away nightmares and prevent negative spells cast at household members from taking effect. Ooh, that's a good idea. Also, mm -hmm. speaking of nightmares, look what I did to myself in my sleep the other night. Night terror. Mm. You didn't clip clip those nails i know they're not even that long <laughs> the oil or the flower itself may be worn to protect one against a broken heart it is also useful for candle magic love spells oh like anoint your candle in it yeah or it, you can put the flower on the candle you mm -hmm. can do the oil first and then press mm -hmm. the flower on it yeah to 
You can mm. do both so it make sure it really works. Yeah. Boom. Boom. It's best used either the oil, the plant itself, or the powdered roasted root is in spell designed to build confidence, self-esteem, and self-love. Nice. For European gardeners, the plant is used as food by the larva of the gothic moth in Europe and may be useful addition to butterfly gardens enjoyed at night as well as during the day there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I want to see this gothic moth. Cyclamen is used in homeopathic medicine to bring on late menstruation and as treatment for vertigo and dizziness and various other irritations of the head. It's like my headaches. Yeah. It has also been used to expel worms. Eight to ten grains of the dried powdered root are used. It is an excellent, it's an extreme plant. There are safe alternatives. That's a little caution. Mm -hmm. It is a very powerful purgative. Just going to make you purge. Yes. Eating the raw root can cause violent purging. But this effect disappears after it is roasted. It can then be pounded into a sort of flour for use in cooking and baking. Oh, after it's been roasted? Yep, after a lot of stuff, a lot of roots are poisonous unless you cook them, like roast them, Mm -hmm. then all that stuff evaporates. It's kind of like beans. Beans have to be pressure cooked because otherwise they're actually toxic yes because it's a it's not the it's the seed of a plant not the flower yep and plants don't want you to eat their their babies they want you to eat their flowers flowers. yeah (laughs) other names are ground bread pain de porcelain Panprosiano, so bread, swine bread, Varkensbud. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I pronounce a lot of them wrong because it's in a different language. <laughs> so, my bad. That's I like the best I can do. Varkensbud. Varkenshood. It's either hood or vu or bud. I can't make if that's supposed to be an H or a B right I now. I mean, either one sounds either cool. One. Symbolic meanings, difference, goodbye. Resignation, childhood, childhood healing. Oh, that's good. And no. And no. <laughs> yeah, no. 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 Day of the week is Thursday. Okay. National flower is... San Marano. Let me lift this. Yeah. So, uh, powers, fertility, happiness, lust, protection, gender, feminine, plant, Venus or Mars. Element is water. Cyclamen is a gracious way to say goodbye. Oh, a gracious way <laughs> to be like, peace out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so my resources are Ooh. The Complete Language of Flowers by S. Teresa Diaz, Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham, Flowerpedia by Sherilyn Darcy, m-eng.ru. I feel like the last time you brought up Flowerpedia, I was like, there's a Flowerpedia, and I forgot that there was a Flowerpedia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Wikipedia.com. Oh, I love Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And that is Cyclamen. Whoop, whoop. I feel like we should do another thing with the, with the socials so then we have more than one option. Okay, well, that... Um, well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Moon and Sun Podcast. Yes, thank you very much. You can check out our socials. At Moon and Sun Podcast. At gmail.com. Uh, okay, so it's been a long time since I've done oh, this, okay. so we'll I have to remember. Way. We'll start it this way. Gmail. Moon and Sun Podcast at gmail.com. Truth, the Instagram. Moon and Sun Podcast. Yep. Uh, all one word, all lowercase. Yep. The Twitter is Moon and Sun Pod. Pod. Yep. Um, and the Facebook group is Moon and Sun Podcast Coven. You can find that by searching that, or there's a link tree in the Instagram bio, and it has all of the other socials. It has everywhere that you can listen to our podcast. And when we add things, like... If we ever sell merch or if we ever have a Patreon, those things will also be in that link tree because it's just easier that way. <sighs> so thank you very much for tuning in and we will talk to you next time on Moon and Sun Podcast. And don't forget your caffeine.